welcome to today's podcast. I'm Olga Petrovic and I'm the partner at Linklaters who leads our shipping and asset finance practice, as well as co-leading our transport sector. Hi there, I'm Caroline Courtney and I'm a partner in the Linklaters banking team with a special focus on shipping. So Olga, to get us kicked off today, I thought I'd start by asking ship owners, lessors and operators are now more focused on ESG than in recent years. Why do you think ESG is now a key issue in the maritime sector? So the transport sector as a whole, including the maritime sectors, has been particularly adversely noted for environmental compliance, including first and foremost its carbon footprint. As a result, there may be a perception that it is more difficult to do ESG compliant transactions in shipping, at least while the global fleet of vessels operates on carbon-based fuels. Yet in recent years, the maritime sectors have embraced several ESG-driven initiatives, both in terms of increased regulatory focus and in terms of industry-led activity. In addition, shipping companies like those in other sectors have started to take advantage of green and sustainability-linked finance products. And which stakeholders are driving this increased focus on ESG and asset finance, Olga? So previous generations of environmental regulations, say the old double health uh, requirements, the more recent sulfur emissions rules, tended to be driven by regulatory bodies like the International Maritime Organization. In contrast, many of the current ESG initiatives are equally driven by the shipping industry itself. However, carbon emissions in particular requires large-scale, long-term and global investment in order to come up with workable solutions. And there is therefore a debate as to whether that is too big uh, a, a fish to tackle for individual companies or and whether therefore it should perhaps be better addressed by global bodies such as the IMO, by national regulatory bodies, or indeed within the ship, ship owning community. In addition, financial institutions and investor appetite also play a key role as financial institutions have a significant influence to incentivize the industry to become more sustainable. And more recently, banks and investors are looking to meet their own ESG targets, uh, and a wide pool of investors now take into account ESG metrics in making their investment and lending decisions. So, Caroline, what does a green loan look like in shipping? Well, while the LMA green loan principles are focused on the purpose of proceeds of a loan being ring-fenced for green projects, and they do give some guidelines around what circumstances a loan can be categorised as green, there isn't actually a definitive list of green purposes. And as such, there's a wide array of possibilities in terms of what form green loans might look like in shipping or what form they might take. At Linkbaiters, we've been involved in a number of shipping transactions that have met the green loan principles and, and we've received third party opinions and our clients have to that effect. And these type of transactions range from financing new build LNG or dual fueled container vessels to the installation of scrubbers on pools of, of other ships. Thank you, Caroline. And can you perhaps a little elaborate on what are considered to be the biggest ESG challenges in shipping? Well, certainly the emissions challenge is widely regarded as the most difficult hurdle for shipping to overcome in the industry generally. The IMO set targets in 2018 by reference to 2008 levels to reduce carbon dioxide intensity by 40%. Uh, by 2030 and also greenhouse gas emissions 50% by 2050. But in practice, there's a really 
a big gap there between the targets and the improvements that are actually being achieved. And I think that one of the important factors in this is that there's yet to be a consensus across the industry in terms of what the long-term fuel solution is. And while there are development projects looking towards hydrogen powered zero emission vessels, there's a huge cost implication and there are also capacity and infrastructure problems with putting those into practice. So many people are instead trying to address this through short-term measures such as scrubbers, but also in the medium term, other ship owners are embracing LNG and other alternative fuel solutions. However, these themselves aren't without debate as they indeed raise other non-carbon environmental impact issues. And I think that shipping in particular struggles with this as vessels have a, a long lifespan. And if you're looking at vessels with 20, 30, 40 year lifespans, you can understand why ship owners may be reluctant to invest in cleaner fuel vessels until there is more certainty around that fuel of the future. So I think that that emissions challenge is certainly the biggest ESG challenge for shipping, but there are other ESG challenges as well. On the environmental front more broadly, you've got ocean health and issues around scrapping of vessels, but also on the social side, human rights um, challenges present in shipping more so than in other industries. And indeed, even around governance and transparency, these are notably more challenging areas for shipping to deal with than other industries. As shipping is an industry that was um, has a lot of privately held companies, uh, indeed many family owned for generations. And therefore they may be more used to operating with less transparency than what other industries um, deal with. So Olga, what are the Poseidon principles? The Poseidon principles are a great example of how financial institutions are driving forward the decarbonization agenda. These are principles which have been signed up by 22 banks so far uh, in order to align their shipping loans with the decarbonization agenda adopted by the IMO. So these principles basically involve banks assessing their lending investments along the decarbonization lens and measuring and reporting the carbon intensity of all vessels financed by them. This is in line with the core key four principles of the Poseidon principles being assessment, accountability, enforcement and transparency. So the first disclosure report since the principles were launched shows that from the original 15 signatories of the Poseidon principles, the ship finance portfolios of three banks were aligned as disclosed with the decarbonization targets, while those of the remaining 12 banks were not yet. So this is a work in progress, but it is expected that in due course, in order to access liquidity, ship owners will need to address decarbonization. And to finish off, Caroline, how does ship recycling play into ESG themes in shipping? Ship recycling is, is really important in terms of the environmental impact of ships being broken up. And in particular, this is um, an ESG concern where you've got ship recycling in non-OECD countries. And that's because the processes in those countries are not necessarily in line with best practice as regards both the environmental side, but also from a human rights point of view. The EU ship recycling regs in the Hong Kong Convention provide parameters around end of life activity for vessels that fall within their scope. And those conventions and, and regs require vessel owners to have ship recycling policies, 
to maintain an inventory of hazardous materials, and they require that vessels are recycled only in a safe and environmentally sound manner at the appropriate recycled facilities. And we go into those in a lot more detail in our recent uh, ship recycling article that's available on Client Hub. Ship recycling is an increased area of focus for ship owners selling end of life or near end of life vessels. And that's because a number of um, responsible ship owners are trying to implement their own ship recycling policies. But as well as that, they're trying to do more diligence of third party purchasers and seeking to contractually protect themselves in these sale scenarios. And we've seen an increase in legal action against ship owners, former ship owners and insurers for suspected breach breaches of those regulations. From an ESG theme as well, human rights plays a really significant role in shipwrecking. And there's a lot of increased focus on human rights in this space. For example, in February, the Institute for Human Rights and Business published drafts ship recycling principles for consultation, and those included suggestions for improving human rights issues right from the scrapyard through seafarers and uh, right from the shipyard rather for seafarers and to the scrapyard. Thank you, Caroline. So as our quick overview has hopefully shown, ESG trends in shipping are developing. Uh, but the ESG agenda is now firmly fixed as a central consideration for the sector. For those who would like further information, you can visit the link to this website where we have lots of resources on both ESG and asset finance and where you can listen to our other podcasts. As always, if you would like to chat to one of the team, do reach out to one of us. Thank you.